Welcome to Empath, conversations and intentions around meaningful marketing for soulful, sensitive, empathic entrepreneurs. Join me, the feral writer, to talk with truth and texture about creativity from the heart space, marketing with meaning and emotion. This is Empath. Welcome back to Empath. You don't become the leader by following the leader. Following on from my Instagram post a few weeks ago, um, I got a lot of comments on this. And actually, this is something that I'm surprised I haven't done an episode on already because I get a lot of messages about this. So obviously, I've been a copywriter for many, many years. And one of the things that happens a lot, sadly, is my customers have their work taken. And even now, years down the line, I'm getting messages from clients who've had their work taken and their words taken, their images taken, their logos taken, their names taken, their packages taken. I mean, you name it. And sometimes it's subtle and sometimes it's not. And even when it's subtle, I want to be clear to say it's not okay. And I want to do an episode on it because I quite often get asked, what can I do about it? And also people, people are frustrated about it. You know, we're creative. We're creative entrepreneurs, and I think that it's the worst thing when someone tries to pass off a bit of your creativity as your own. And I'm very used to it. It's happened to me a lot over the years. It's still not very nice. I'm much more mellow about it now because I understand, like I always say, that imitation is the biggest form of identity crisis. And I truly believe that if you're copying someone, it's because you don't know who you are, you're not comfortable with who you are, and you can't express who you are yourself which is sad so I find that really helps me manage it when I know that if someone's taking from someone it's because they don't feel enough it's a lack of enoughness that causes someone to copy but I also know what it feels like to be completely enraged and I've had somebody even take my face and use it as them take my package and try and sell my package even though they don't even have my background I mean it blows my mind so they were selling my words, my titles, and my picture of me writing. I mean, it just blows my mind. But it's horrible. Like, it's really hard. And I've got one or two clients that literally have repeat offenders. I mean, it happens to a lot of my clients, actually. When I've spoken to other copywriters, I've realized it hasn't happened to them quite as much. I don't know what it is. I mean, I work for a lot of wedding clients, and I think that it is rife in the wedding industry. Cake makers and Wedding florists and also wedding photographers. Oh my goodness, wedding photographers is so hard for them. They get ripped off left, right and centre. So I don't know if it's because of that, but honestly, it happens a lot. So today I've put together my tips on this situation, my advice on the situation from both angles. So I'm going to start with my advice for those getting copied. If someone is copying your work, if someone is taking your work and you know it, and sometimes you can't prove it because they're sneaky. These people are sneaky and I, I know exactly what it's like. I've seen so many clients speak to people who've copied their work and we've had all kinds of responses from, oh my goodness, no, I'm confused. I'm, I can see what you mean, but it's, it's genuinely a, me a mistake, that one, to this one. My boyfriend did it and I didn't even put the text in. He took it. He must have not known he could take it from another website. To 80% of people blame their website designers. Now, I'm very privileged. I work with a lot of website designers. You won't find any designers that I work with that will say okay to ripping off someone else's brand. 
There is nobody I know in design that would go, yeah, sure, we'll make you sound like them. We'll make you look like them. I mean, I can't tell you the number of times people have said to me, can you make me sound like, and I'm like, not really, because that person I wrote for, that's them. That's not me making them sound pretty. That's actually them. I'm just putting it together. What I can do is find out your authentic magic and make that come across to your audience. But there's a lot of people who... um. We'll go to a designer and say, make me sound like this person. And when this happens and they get caught, they say, it was my designer. My designer did it. I didn't even know you existed. And it's a blatant lie. Um, And you literally feel embarrassed for them. And then there's the other reaction, which is pure anger and defiance. And I'm going to keep it because I there's room for both of us. And I didn't know about you. And I sound amazing. And I'm amazing. And that's kind of like... You know, that's how people cope usually initially because they don't know how to deal with the fact they've been called out if they've been called out. However, my first tip for those getting copied is to reach out calmly. (laughs) Calmly is important. And, you know, contact them if you feel called to do this. So if you feel called to do this, you can confront them gently. And when I say gently, don't don't get me wrong, I mean confront them, but I don't mean tell them they're a complete arsehole which let's be honest, we've all been tempted to do. So this has a really high success rate in my experience. Out of all the clients who've reached out and said, look, I'm not being funny, but you're kind of using my tagline. And your bio kind of sounds like me. And I think that it probably needs to be changed because I've worked with a professional copywriter and this has been done for me and it's been one-to-one bespoke service. People usually go, oh crap, and insert one of the excuses that I've just given you, my dog ate it, my designer did it, my dad did it, whatever it is, and then they change it. Even those that bite back and say no, blah, 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 they usually change it pretty swiftly. So that's one of the first things you should do. It usually works. However, do get professional advice on what to do because see how protected you are. See how protected you are from a legal perspective. So do get some free legal advice if you feel like you can. Also, consider joining an organization. Um, such as ACID, A-C-I-D, which I think stands for Anti-Copying in Design. And obviously that's more design related, although I think they support copywriters. But do look at an organisation like that that will help you mitigate any issues, especially if you're getting multiple offenders, which I know so many people do. Put a statement on your website about your copyright. It's such a small thing to do, but put a statement on your website so that people don't rip you off, so that... That acts as kind of a deterrent. That's like a scarecrow to the seagulls, if you know what I mean. Seagulls? Do seagulls even... Scarecrows, scarecrows, don't they? Not seagulls. Oh my goodness, guys. That's a, <laughs> that's a deterrent to the crows, if that makes sense. And then also, get a date stamped proof of your, of your work. So make sure you prove when the work was live. And you can do that various ways. To like date stamp your website, to even... Film yourself on the day that it goes live showing your text and keep it just so you've got it. So if it ever came to it and someone needed to prove who had the work out there first, you could prove it. There are also ways to just get back to various iterations of your website. Um, I don't know how to do that, but my designer does. There are ways to go back to look at, I've forgotten what he calls it. Um, I'm thinking like time lapse, but that's totally not it. It's time something, I think. You can go back and look at your website from like 2005 or 2006 or not if it didn't exist obviously but you can go back and look at it and see what the copy looked like and it'll show you what it looked like and how you've changed it so if you did make any edits you'd be able to see that and that works both ways you'd be able to see the edits from their end as well if you needed them 
ultimately, you can let it go. So that's the last point to make. You could just let it go and know that you don't become the leader by following the leader. Even if they've got all the followers, etc. Without originality, they have nothing. And that's honestly how I handle it these days. I have been copied and cloned and imitated by a lot of people that you wouldn't expect. People on the inside, clients, friends, um, people that have worked with me, people that have helped me. It's um, surprising how people, what people will do to take a bit of your light. But remember, they cannot get your essence. You know, we talked before about Anahata. You know, the part of you that's unstruck, they can't get that. People can try as much as they want to copy, but they will never be you. They will always be them. They will always be sort of a diluted version of you because they're just trying to imitate. And imitation has no essence at the heart of it. You know, it's just a, a mockery. It's just a fake version of something that has some substance somewhere else. So they won't become the leader by following the leader. And that might help you if you do let it go. Just remember that because that really helps me. And actually, I feel really sad now when I see people copying me, which still happens regularly, but it does make me feel sad for them. Now, part two for those copying. If you are a copier, listen up. Here we go. So first of all, be honest with yourself. You know if you've done this. Let's be honest. You know. And if you know, they know. They might not let you know that they know, but they know. So be honest with yourself. That's where it starts. Sit with yourself right now and say, have I copied anyone? Have I imitated anyone? Let me say it in a more gentle way. Have I been inspired by anyone? Since that's what people often tell me when they've copied me. I was just inspired. And I'm like, yeah, if you could just remove that paragraph that's basically mine, that'd be great. So be honest with yourself before you even do anything else. Have you done this? You know the answer to this. So you sit with yourself and you know whether or not you've done it and what you want to do about it. Point two, don't think if you haven't been caught, it's okay. Because you might have been seen, but not called out. So just give that some thought. Just this week, in fact, um, someone copied some elements of my membership and actually my members reported this to me. I actually knew about it already, but I decided not to address it. Um, obviously, I'm disappointed by it, but the point is my members are seeing it. And so even if nobody calls you out, it doesn't mean people aren't noticing that you've done it. And that's kind of worse because people are then knowing what you've done and you can't change it or edit it because you're out there thinking you're rocking it. You sound just like the OG. And actually people think you're a bit of a dick because of it. And it can actually reduce your, you know, reduce your credibility and you don't come off as very authentic then. And I think that does impact people. So remember, if you're sitting pretty thinking no one knows I've copied, that's not necessarily true. I don't call out anyone that copies me anymore. I just cringe a little bit. But I cringe even more for them when my members or my clients notice because then it's really kind of awkward. And I mean, it's awkward for them, but they don't know it. They're sort of sitting pretty thinking that they're looking brilliant. But I think it's important to know just because you haven't been called out doesn't mean you've got away with it because it could still be damaging your reputation without you being aware. The most important thing here for those that are copying, ask yourself why you're doing it. Try to understand that yes, you love their brand or their words or their style or their membership, but it's not your magic. And when you find your own magic, it will be authentic because without authenticity, it's hollow. And like I 
touched on earlier, you can be a concentrated you or a diluted them. You can be an amazing, intense, powerful version of your authentic essence and what you offer, or you can be a weak version of them trying to imitate something that isn't innate, if that makes sense. I know which I'd rather be. So it's important to think, how can I be me? What have I got that makes me different? And that's the number one thing you need to know. And if you don't know that in any line of business, that's where you'll fall down. What makes you you? What sets you apart? You know, just because someone's in one industry and you're in another and you think I can copy them because I'm not a competitor of theirs, you're still weakening yourself. You're still diluting yourself trying to mimic somebody else's magic. What is your magic? What is your authentic essence? That's important. Um, And then last of all is consider a collaboration. Consider a collaboration or consider reaching out to that person. Be honest. Tell them you love their work. And, And actually, I've had people come to me that have copied me and they've said, I did this and I'm sorry and this is why I did it. And let me tell you now, I respect this so much more. People that can come and tell you that and actually have the courage to tell you that but more importantly, the courage to change it because that's the most powerful thing of all. You can maybe even collaborate with them. You could be their second shooter, their wedding photographer, or you could um, learn something from them and they might end up mentoring you, or you could speak to their community as an expert on your topic rather than theirs, et cetera, et cetera. You could work together rather than trying to secretly rip off their creativity because then they're not going to be your friend. They would respect you and like you so much more if you came to them honestly and candidly and said, this is the situation. I love what you do and I would like to be a part of it. Is there something I can do to be a part of it? So that's important. And the last one is don't go on the offense. Don't do what I talked about at the beginning where you sort of, if they reach out to you and say, you've kind of copied me and a bit upset about it, don't go on the defense where you go like, I'm actually amazing and I did it first and I'm better than you. That's uh, very good in the the moment. I'm sure it feels brilliant to get that off your chest. But there's two problems wrong with this. One, you're going to regret it. And two, you are in the wrong. And it's important to know that. You kind of don't have a leg to stand on if you've copied that person. Hence, point number one, be honest with yourself. Have you copied someone? And if you have, you have to be ready for them to come for you. And they might not come for you. They might leave it. Like I say, point number two doesn't mean you haven't been seen. However, it all starts with being honest and knowing, you know, have I done it? What am I doing about it? Why am I doing it? Because that's really, really important. And, um, oh, and also, as an aside, can I say don't run an advert? If you're going to copy someone, don't run an advert and target the followers of the person you're copying. Because I can't tell you how many times it's happened to me where all my customers are then seeing adverts of someone trying to rip me off. And that's really awkward. So at least try not to capitalize on the person who you've copied's audience, because that's even worse. But lastly, know this. I want you to know this if you're the copier. And I'm sorry, I'm coming down a bit harsh on copiers, and I don't mean to, but I've got a very long track record of people ripping me off and ripping off my clients and being very lazy about their own marketing and their own magic. And I want you to know it's not all bad. I truly believe you've got something special, but it's about finding what that is and taking the time to find what that is rather than just imitating someone else. So the last thing I want you to know is that you will never be the leader by following the leader. And it's really important to say that because that is something I've said to many clients for many years. If you're going to lead, you have to lead from a place of truth and integrity. 
and a place of authenticity. Who are you? Why would I work with you? Why would I buy from you? You know, it, let's take, for example, the peacock feather in my logo. I have a peacock feather there for a reason. It's not just pretty. It's not just there for show. It's not just to shake my tail feather. That peacock has some real, real depth and some real meaning and some real personal stories related to me. Don't just take my peacock feather and say you do courageous content and think that's okay. It's weak. It's diluted. You will never be the leader by following the leader. Don't take a photographer's name. Try and look like you didn't take their name. Do it in the same font and then essentially say, you know, it's not related. It's not. Don't do that because that photographer has got that name for a reason. Not just because it's a pretty name that's very clever play on words in the bridal industry, but because she is very raw, very fierce, very undiluted, very um, wild and, and unbridled and different and edgy. And that's the, her good side and her bad side. I mean, don't get me wrong. I wouldn't want to copy that photographer and rip off her work. So know that that name's been chosen for a reason. You can't just take it because it's clever and it's good because that name came out of so much more than that. It came out of so much meaning related to her and her life and her story. Don't just take something because it's pretty because there's purpose behind things. There's depth behind things. And I would rather you found your own rather than cloning somebody else's. Because I've said it before and I'll say it again, you don't become the leader by following the leader. So we always finish with an invitation to set an intention. So today I'm asking you this. Are you being authentic in your offering and in your marketing? Are you being authentic? Are you being true to you? Have you copied someone? Now is the time to sit with yourself and answer that question to yourself and know that it's never too late to change it. It's never too late to find who you are. It's never too late to step into who you are. And so that's it for today. That's all I've got to say. I know it's a very highly contested topic. It's something that people message me about with a lot of emotion and a lot of passion week in, week out. So I wanted to address it here. And you can change anything at any time. If you've taken someone's brand color, you can change that now. If you've taken someone's tagline, you can change that now. If you've taken someone's about story or their opening line or something you like or a picture that you've kind of copied the look of because you like the look of them doing it. And I'm laughing because I actually had someone that was working close to me who tried to copy my sunset picture, you know, my famous sunset picture. That picture was a genuine picture taken by a very good friend of mine on her. We did like a little hen day for her, just me and her. It wasn't a workshop. It wasn't a photo shoot. That is me genuinely sitting on my local beach and it happened to be sunset. It wasn't set up. If you look closely, you can see my hair is all oily from where I've had a head massage earlier in the day. And I was genuinely writing, wasn't posing. It was a real moment. And a friend of mine, a friend loosely, um, clearly not, took that picture and tried to imitate it. And it didn't work. It didn't work for multiple reasons, mainly because it was staged and inauthentic. So know that. Find your own moment. Do you. Be honest with yourself and start by sitting with yourself and answering that question. You know, are you being authentic in your offering and your marketing? And know that it's never, ever too late to change it. And lastly, and more importantly than anything at the end of this episode, rather than any other, remember whatever you do, all you've got to be is true. Thank you for listening to Empath, the podcast for meaningful marketing for soulful creatives. If you want more from me, head to my website, jesscollins.co.uk 
and check out my membership community, Empress, where you will find a community of heart-centered creatives, The Empress Practice, my signature seven chapters of soulful marketing and weekly live sessions, from soul goal setting to journaling and personal access to me. The doors are currently open. Be sure to message me on Instagram at The Feral Writer to let me know how you found this episode. Take care and I'll be back next week.